0: on Local Now, Channel 525.
1: This is The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze.
0: Okay, so here we are on The Sue Freeze Show, and I'm so happy to be with you today today. And, you know, normally I start with prayer before I come on the mic, but today I'm going to pray with you because some of you have said, you know, sometimes I just don't know how to pray. I don't know what to say. I know the Lord just wants to have a relationship with you. He just wants to have a conversation and it might be one sided. You might feel like it's one-sided, but it really isn't because he is listening. He never sleeps. He's always there for you. Never never worry about that. He's always there for you. Hi, everybody that's tuning in. I'm on FaceTime Live, and I'm having all these people tune in, and it's really great. So, dear Heavenly Father, I just lift up this time to you, Lord, and I just thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your provision. Thank you for your guidance, the discernment, and the wisdom that you give us, Lord, when we ask. You say, ask, and you shall receive. Seek, and you shall find, knock, and the door shall be opened. And that is so true, Lord, in so many ways. And I know, Lord, that sometimes you just want to teach us a little patience and, you know, we want it now. I always want it now. And you're saying, nope, nope, darling, you got to just wait a little while. And I just thank you for that. I thank you for the lessons that you're teaching each one of us, Lord. And I just ask that you use me to be a servant and a vessel, an open vessel to be used for your glory. And Lord, I just lift up this time to you and just ask you to just give me the words. Help me to feel. Help me to sense. Holy Spirit, be present with us today. And Lord, just thank you, thank you for your love, your compassion. And just guide us today and hold us, protect us from anything that could be coming our way from the evil one. In all these things we ask, in Jesus' precious name, amen. So right before I came in here, uh, I had an interview with another radio station, a uh, Salem, uh, sister station, because the Sue Free Show is syndicated and it goes all up and down the coast. It goes from San Diego all the way up to San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles. And um, San Diegans, thank you so much for joining in, for connecting with me. Venturians, the same thing. L.A., Orange County, all the way up to Santa Maria, San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles. Just thank you so much for joining in. And all over the world now with the Internet, it's just amazing. With FaceTime and Instagram and Twitter, all of these social media sites, it's just wonderful to be able to connect on that level. I just want to um, caution I'm cautioning me, and I'm going to caution you, that social media does not take the place of personal relationships. It can kind of feel like you're really connecting, and you are, but it's a distant connection. It's not like hearing a voice, because you can't hear, you can't hear what's going on. You know, read between the lines. And so, please, for those that you call your inner circle, when the Lord reveals to you a face or a name, or something that reminds you of somebody. Do yourself a favor, do that person a favor, and reach out, and not social media. Reach out by picking up your phone. Yeah, pick up your cell phone and dial. And I am not good at this lately. I have gotten lazy. And I am asking you to hold me accountable, because I need to be better in this department. So with that said, let's just all be better at connecting, texting, uh, emailing, let's pick up the phone, let's hear the voice, okay, let's use our ears, let's hear the voice on the other end of the line. Can we do that together? I am making a commitment that I'm going to be better at this, this year. You know, this is a new year, and with new year, just like it's a new day, I, I, I believe it's a new day every day, right? So it's a new day, it's a new beginning, it's a new start, and What I've realized is that so many times we make these resolutions that we're going to do, go to the gym and we're going to do this. I know you all, you all know what I'm talking about because you've all been there, right? And what I'm realizing is, is it's not the things that you set out goals far away, even though I do that. I'm a very, I think I'm a very um, strong goal setter. But I also think that you have to work backwards and divide it up into, you know, weeks, days, even hours. And what I mean by that is, we're going to talk about making good decisions, the Christian decisions. Let's make good decisions. And part of that is, is making good decisions on your choices that we make every minute, every second of every day. We are making decisions that are affecting our lives. And you have the decision right now, if you want to change your course, if you're not liking the life you're living right now, if you have a better idea. But you're wondering why it's not, it's not measuring up. It's not working. You have to dial into yourself and you have to figure out what habits or what is it that you're doing every day that's affecting the outcome that you're not really liking as much. Think about it. Think about what you do every day. For instance, for me, what I eat, how much How many hours of sleep am I getting? How many glasses of water am I drinking? I'm making a decision to drink more water. I'm supposed to drink more water. And so are you. I'm sure you could drink more water. And what we're watching, what we're reading, maybe we're not reading. Maybe we're not taking in scriptures at all. What are we doing with our minutes? And what we do with our minutes is affecting our days, our months, our years in our life. trying to reconnect my Facebook is trying to reconnect so I don't know what's happening there I'm hoping you're still with me anyway so um I don't want to get too sidetracked so I'm going to stay on board here with the the radio evaluate what you're doing right now evaluate what you want to do how you want the outcome of your life to be or this year you know let's look at this year and you've got 12 months well now you're almost done with one month so now you have 11 months Already, can you believe it? I just thought about that and I'm like, wow, already, we're already one month into this new year. Okay, so that's okay. We still have 11 months left to make this year the epic year, okay? To make it the best year possible. What do you want? And really take the moment and look at all the different areas of your life. You've got your spiritual life, you've got your relational life, you've got your physical life. Your spiritual life, I'm going off the cuff here, and there's one more. Maybe your work life or your home life. You want to look at every part of your life, and there's all these different parts of it, and you want to say, okay, from, if you were going to rate your emotional life from one to ten, how's it going for you? Would you rate it a five? Would you rate it a seven? And if you rated it a five, what would make it a seven? And then what would make it a nine? Let's shoot for a nine. We could shoot for a 10 and we'll probably hit nine. That's okay too. Every area of your life, you need to evaluate what you want, where you want to be, and then chart your course. And it's not, it's the things you do every day that matter. For instance, I have a friend and uh, she was starting a new Detox, diet, and diet to lose weight starting on Monday. And I met with her on Friday and Saturday. And both days she goes, Oh, I'm going to have dessert today because I'm starting my diet on Monday. And then the next day she goes, I'm going to go and I'm going to have dessert. I'm going to go have pie. You want to go have pie with me because I'm starting my diet on Monday. And I'm saying to myself, No, I don't want the pie on Friday and I don't want the pie on Saturday, but I'm not much of a pie eater because I have this saying in my mind. It says a moment on the lips, a lifetime on the hips. So for me, I just avoid it as much as possible. And every once in a while, I will have something and I'll treat myself. It's my reward, if you could call it that. But my real big reward is what I'm wanting for my body. I want to be healthy. I want to live a long life. But I want to live a long life with no burden to anyone. I don't want to have any health issues. So if that's what my goal is, then I have to... Pay attention to what I'm putting in this mouth of mine every day. And so do you. Are you a smoker? I don't understand that habit. I'm sorry, and I have a lot of friends that I love dearly, and I just wish they would stop. And every time I see them take a cigarette, I say, six minutes off your life. And they're saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so hard to break a habit like that. I get that. It's much better not to start than to have to stop. And isn't that true with so many things? It's better not to put it in than to have to work it off. For me, that's true. I would rather not have to work it off. I'd much rather just not, not put it in my mouth. Then I don't have to work it off, right? So lessons from Sue, I guess. Um, so there you have it. What are you doing every day? What habits can you do differently? How about your finances? I didn't mention finances. Finances is a big one. Okay? When you're getting up to be my age, we have to think about long-term care. We have to think about um what's going to happen when we're retired and financially how are you going to live? What what you know, how wh- ugh, all of that, right? But you better not start thinking about that at 55. Okay? That's something you have to be thinking about when you're 20 and 25, 30, 35. You need to be thinking about your future because we don't have you know, our deadline. We don't know when that time is gonna come. And mine, I, you know, I'm planning on living a long time and a healthy long time. So if I'm going to do that, I have to make sure that I've created funds to, to help me with that. What is your plan? You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show on our flagship station, KKLA 99.5, and I just thank you so much for being part of the show. And I just want to tell you that if you want to hear more and hear on your own terms at your own time, um, I have podcasts, and I have podcasts for eight and a half years now. I just can't even believe it's been that long. I also have a TV show. It's called Sue Freeze TV, uh, LA36.com, I think is what how you would find it. It is on regular TV. It's You also can get it online, but it's on TV, really channel 36 but the radio station uh, like I said is syndicated it goes all up and down the the state but it also goes all over because of podcasting and you can listen at your leisure and I love that that we can do that it's nice that we can listen when we want to and thank you for those that have connected with me if you want to connect with me, I hope you do because I'm a connecting kind of person. I like to connect. And when we're talking on the radio, we don't know who's listening. Now with FaceTime, I'm looking at all the people that are coming on my FaceTime. And I'm just, wow, that's a lot of people. And I'm very excited about that. So thank you so much for joining in on FaceTime Live. I really appreciate it. Please tell your friends and family and go to Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, dot com. Go there and check it out. There is so much. Information there that's inspiring and encouraging. Um, people say that I'm real, and what I mean by that, or what they mean by that, is is that I just talk about what's going on in my heart, in my mind. The L- Holy Spirit is with me, and the Lord sometimes reveals things that aren't really comfortable to talk about. Things that have gone on in my life that I'm not proud of, or you know, I, but I'm not shamed anymore. There was a time in my life where I felt very unworthy to receive love from the Lord, or even love myself, and it's really not a good place to be. But because of what I have gone through, and I don't believe the Lord made those things happen, but he allowed things to happen, why? Maybe someday I'll understand that, but I'm not a victim, I am somebody that has overcome, and I feel that because of those things, I have a better sense, and I can feel things that maybe somebody that hasn't been through something, uh, I can understand where they're coming from. You know, if somebody's lost a parent and there's another person that hasn't lost a parent, I think the person that has already gone through that experience might be able to connect better with that person that's going through a similar situation if somebody's gone through an abortion if somebody's been sexually molested they probably can understand those situations better than somebody that has not it doesn't mean there's not compassion and empathy it just means that somebody that's been through it has been through it so with all that said you have a story each and every one of you each and every one of you has a story you have things that maybe you're uncomfortable you might even have a secret And what I can tell you for those that have a secret, I had secrets. And until I freed myself with the Lord's help from the secrets that were holding me bond, that kept me in bondage, until I was freed from those secrets, I really couldn't do God's work. I really couldn't be who God wanted me to be until I was freed. So I'm letting you know that if you have something that is deep, deep, deep inside. Just understand that the Lord knows and the Lord wants you to be completely healed and understand that he loves you and that he's sad that you had to go through what it is you've gone through. And But he's there to embrace, to, to be there with you and walk through anything with you. How do I know that? Sue, how do you know that? Because I've been there. I've been there and I know that he has carried me through times when I just felt like I couldn't take another step. So I understand, I do. So how do we make good decisions? I talked about goal setting, and I've talked about what we do and the choices we make day to day, and how we have to create new habits. If we want something new to happen, we have to do something different. You have to do something different than what you're doing now if you want a different result. Newsflash. Right? But it's true. So sometimes we just don't have the knowledge. We don't know how, what. I remember screaming out to God, just yelling out to God, say, tell me what to do and I'll do it. Just tell me what to do because I don't know what to do right now. You can relate, some of you, right? Yep. So, I have um, an article here, and I'm going to just follow through with this. So I'm going to put my glasses on now so I can read because I need glasses. Oh, well. So here we go. Decision-Making, Seven Steps for Making Good Christian Choices by Mike Bennett. We are shaped by our decisions. Hmm. Some have life or death consequences, while others are less important. How can Christians make better decisions? Do you need to make a decision right now? I do. I have about three really big decisions right now that are going to affect the future of my company and my well-being. So I'm going to read this right along with you and I'm going to take it in and I'm going to get what I can from it and leave the rest behind because not always does everything apply to everybody at every given situation. But if we get one golden nugget from something, isn't it worth the time? I believe it is and sometimes people miss it because they don't realize That there might be a golden nugget. There's a reason why you're on FaceTime Live with me. There's a reason why you're on the show with me right now. And you understand that it's no coincidence. You're on this right now because God wanted you to hear something. I'm not sure what part of what I'm saying is for you, but God does. So understand that he is there for you and he loves you and he wants you to receive what he has for you. And the sooner you understand that you are worthy and that you, you really deserve to have these things, people say, oh, you know, how are you doing well better than I deserve? Yeah, we can think like that. I don't think like that because when I think about the sacrifice God made for me personally by sacrificing his only son to die in my place for my sins, I think there's value in that. I think God valued me enough to do that. So if that's the case, then I'm, I'm deserving of something. I'm an ambassador of Christ, and so are you, if you call him your Lord and Savior. So decisions come in all shapes and sizes. Every day we face decisions about what to eat, whether to exercise, how to use our time. Over the years, these regular decisions generally become habits. Oh, how funny. And we don't think much about them. If we have guided these small decisions well from the start, we don't really have to worry about them. Over the years, these regular decisions generally become habits and we don't think much about them. When we haven't made good choices, however, even these seemingly small decisions can blossom into serious bad habits like procrastination or an unhealthy lifestyle. We also fairly regularly run into larger decisions that may have even bigger immediate and long-term consequences. What will we study That's a question. We need to study something. Where will we live? That's a big one. Who will we marry? Oh, that's a big one. I've told both of my children that who you choose to marry is the second biggest decision you can make in your life. And people say, well, what's the first? You're right. It's your relationship with your Heavenly Father. That should come first. So, hi, Rick DeLuca. How are you? So with that, if you are in the market... That term is so weird to me. But if you're in the market or if you're looking for your uh, special significant other that you're going to spend the rest of your life with, understand it is not a uh, easy, it's not, it should be an easy decision, but it shouldn't be one that you take lightly. What church will we go to? How important is that? Very important. Then there are the moral choices we are faced with. Will we cheat on our taxes? Will we turn down the drugs we are offered? Will we allow ourselves to be pulled in by the soft porn we stumble across? I, I, when I when I read this just a minute ago, I was thinking to myself: When my daughter, uh, I don't remember what age it was, but we went snow skiing, and it, snow skiing can be very expensive, and it's more expensive now than it was when my child was uh, skiing with me, and. Uh, you know, when you're a certain age, you're either free or you're a lot less expensive than when you're, you know, a little older, like a year older. And I looked at her and there was this temptation to save some money and go with the cheaper price. I know parents, I know we've all been that even in the movies, right? (laughs) Your child is 15 and you say he's 10. Uh, But but what are we teaching our children? And that was the bigger lesson for me is I had to make this decision, do I spend extra money? Or save money, or what am I teaching my child? And so I decided to spend more money um, because I wanted my child to understand that—that that, you know we we need to not um, cheat. So I don't know why I brought that up, but one parent out there maybe can be helped there. Seven steps for making good decisions. Whatever type of decision we face, there are biblical principles that can help us make better decisions. This is so true. In the workplace, at home, there is. Where do you go to find it? That's not always the easiest, but there is, there is direction in the Bible. For example, when a Christian recognizes a bad habit or faces a moral choice, he or she can apply God's command to always choose his way. And here's something. I call heaven and earth as Witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, therefore choose life, that both you and your descendants may live, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice, and that you may cling to him. Deuteronomy, I always like to give the address, 30, 19, and 20. Very good scripture. The steps below can help with these decisions and also with so many other decisions that don't have an easy right or wrong answer. So where does the Christian decision-making process start? Pause. Okay. Number one, direction from God. So whenever you want something, you have to bring it up to the Lord and you have to say, Lord, is this the direction you want me to go? Please make this clear to me, Lord. I need to know. I want to have your guidance. I want to have your blessing that this is what you created me for. This is what you want me to do. As Christians, our overall direction in life is determined by our commitment to God. And we must remember to ask him to direct our lives. This is crucial if you really want to make Him first in your life, which is what He is asking you to do, is make Him first in your life. And if you do that, you're going to ask Him direction, wouldn't you? Don't you want to know what He wants for your life? Doesn't He know better than you? I know for me, He absolutely does. All of our decisions are to be in harmony with God's laws and His plan. We should pray for God's guidance and study the Bible to see what it says about the decision we are facing. Many helpful principles are presented in the book of Proverbs. For example, it's a book designed to teach us prudence and understanding and the wisdom to make good decisions, Proverbs 1, 1 through 4. It all starts with understanding how much greater God is than we are. This reverence for God is known as the fear of the Lord, verse 7. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. That's one of my favorite verses, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. As we study the Bible, we should act on what we learn. We should discard any choices that we discover would compromise with God's laws. Sometimes it is a simple matter to know that decision to make, simply because only one choice would allow us to obey God. But most of our decisions are not that clear-cut. They're not. One choice would allow us to obey God. But most of our decisions, we need to think about, we need to ask the Lord's guidance Sometimes there are several good choices, and sometimes none of the choices are morally wrong. The following steps can help us make wise decisions in these cases. Define the problem or opportunity. So we will be back with more of the Sue Freeze Show right after this brief break. Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola Termite and Pest Control. And I'm Tyson Freeze, Sue's son, and also work at Ecola. I understand why Ecola is Southern California's number one alternative pest control company. As a child with asthma, my mother made it her number one priority to protect me from harmful chemicals and contaminants. I wrote a book about it called Learning to Breathe, about a love without bounds and a fight I refuse to lose. I'll always be thankful for my mom's love and strength during this struggle, which essentially saved my life. I'm proud knowing my mother Andy Cola, cares for our customers like my mom cared for me. We are offering $100 off any termite work and $50 off pest control for new customers. Just call 877-332-BUGS for details. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Love you,
1: Mom. E.C.O.L.A. Termite and pest control. 877-332-BUGS. me about the awesome electro gun treatments. It sends electricity through the wood? And you use it as part of your termite control services? They're very effective.
0: So if you are concerned with your health and are sensitive to chemicals, know that we have an array of options for termite control.
1: Don't sacrifice your health or the health of your home. Call E. cola termite pest control services now. 800-332-BUGS. 800-332-BUGS or termitelady.com. E.
0: cola, powerful termite and pest control. As
1: gentle as a butterfly. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze.
0: Thank you, Ecola Termite and Pest Management Services, for sponsoring the show. If you'd like to sponsor the show, I want to talk to you. Call me, talk to me, connect with me on the Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com website, and I will help you understand, learn how to sponsor a show. And if you're just getting into radio and you're not sure as a business owner, if radio is for you, I've been through it a long time, school of hard knocks. If you want to just try it out on my show, it's less expensive and I can give you my, you know, my two cents. It's worth more than that, I think, but maybe not. Anyway, just connect with me and I'll help you any way I can, okay? Uh learning to breathe is a book that I wrote and it's my journey with my son and I. He had and has chronic asthma. It's not so bad now, and he um He's just he's he's really come full circle. he's now working at Ecola, and I don't know what I would do without him working there. But the book is uh, my uh, story of a certain timeline in my life where uh I found the Lord. Um, I came home thinking everything was going to be fixed because I found the Lord. And my mom says, "Susie, come here. I have this, something to tell you." And she told me that mom and dad are getting divorced. And I'm like, "No, you can't do that. I just figured it out. Give them a chance to work." But no, they had their own plan, and they they did um, break up our family. But it wasn't a very functional family to begin with. So um, you know, there's good and bad in that. And all I'm saying is, the the book is about real life uh Sufries what i went through uh, emotions i felt what it was like to be a mom that had an unhealthy child trying to keep him healthy and i almost lost him a couple times but it's it's a book and it's a wonderful book and people say so you have to explain it a little more because it's so much more than an, a book on asthma and um, the story is learning I and mean, the title is learning to breathe people think it's a yoga book it's not a yoga book it's so much more than that i have to remind myself to breathe do you ever have to do that I have to remind myself to breathe sometimes because my brain is just going, as you can see right now. (laughs) Define the problem or opportunity. We'll get back to making good choices. Um, When our problem seems fuzzy, it can be very difficult to come up with a solid solution. Sometimes it can be helpful to look at the problem from many angles in order to clearly define it. What caused the problem to erupt at this time and in this way? Who is affected by it? If other people are involved in causing the problem, why? What do they get out of it? If your decision is an opportunity, what exactly do you get by choosing it? What do you lose if you don't choose it? How I look at that is pros and cons. You get a piece of paper, you write your pros and you write your cons. And, you know, you just figure out what's important to you and how it's affecting others also is is vitally important. It's not always a decision that's just you. It has to do with how does that affect others in my business world, you know, whether I keep somebody, I hire somebody, I let somebody go, it affects so many people. So I have to be thinking about the full picture, not just, uh, you know, how this affects Sue Freeze at the moment. So dig out the relevant information. We have already discussed looking for the related passages in the Bible. We also need to search out the pertinent facts about the specific problem or opportunity. Many search tools are available in our information age, and it can be helpful to explore everything from the library to the internet. Look for reputable sources with relevant expertise. Be sure to put all the information you gather through the filters of fact-checking and biblical truth. The Bible advises, where there is no counsel, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors, there is safety, Proverbs eleven fourteen. Different people will likely have different information and different perspectives that can give you a broader understanding of the situation. That is so, so, so true. So gather your information before you make a decision. Sometimes in the business world, I am called to make a instant decision. Sometimes I have to. But if I don't have to, I don't like to because I am a fact gatherer. I like to have all my information before I make a decision because it's so important for me to make the best decision I can make. And the only way we can make the best decision possible is by getting enough information to where we have this comfort level that, you know, with the Lord's guidance and obviously leaning on him and asking him to reveal himself and what he wants and getting in his word and his word will guide us. And then gathering the information from those that, are, that have been affected or that will be affected is really, really important. Determine the alternatives. With all the facts in hand, you can begin brainstorming various options that can solve the problem or best deal with the opportunity. Combining and concentrating on all the information gained from the previous steps should give us several possible choices. Depending on the situation, it can be valuable to explore some outside-the-box solutions. I like outside-the-box. Outside-the-box is good. This is especially true when none of the obvious options seem that good. Throwing around creative ideas and trying to see possible connections to seemingly unrelated fields can help you generate additional options. This is when you get really good at problem solving, is when you're looking outside the box and you're thinking, okay, is there another way to do this? Is there something else we could say? Is there something else we could do to change the outcome? And always keeping what you want as the outcome, the goal at the end of the road. What is that? What is that? And are you staying in line with that as a parent, as a mother? Sometimes when we're dealing with disciplining our children, sometimes we have to just remember what God wants from us as a mother or a father, is that he wants us to train them up in the way they shall go, and they will not depart from it. And even if they depart for a while does not mean, parent, if you're going through this right now, it doesn't mean forever. It means they're departing for right now. So just keep praying and keep believing. But there's been times where I felt like I wanted to do this, but then I realized, okay, what is the goal here? The goal is is I want to train my child to be an adult. I want them to have good morals, good values. I want them to love the Lord. So with that in mind, how do I handle the situation to where I'm going to get that result? And that's what we have to be thinking about when we're thinking about parenting. Sometimes we can hold on too tight. Sometimes we can protect too much. And I can tell you in that is that we don't want our children to hurt. We don't want them to go through tough times. But I can tell you that I think nowadays sometimes children have it too easy. And I'm saying that because sometimes when a child that doesn't have any um, tough times, they have a hard time dealing with it as an, as an, as an older child or an, a, a, a beginning adult. They don't know how to handle it. And those children that have gone through tough times – they seem to know what they're made of a little more. And they can go through it and say, you know what? I survived that last one. I'm going to survive this one, and I can get through this. And I think it's helpful. So where do you draw the line? Parent, it's different for each child. I can remember a time when my daughter... I don't even remember what age she was, but she was very young and none of the other children could do the monkey bars that are high up in the air. They couldn't even get from bar to bar. And my daughter was skipping handles and I was sitting and the moms were gasping because they're thinking, oh, my gosh, the mom, she's sitting down over there. Doesn't she realize her daughter's up there? And because my daughter has done it so many times and I had already gone through the whole process with her. I had a confidence level to know she knew how to get across the monkey bars, and I knew that she wasn't going to get hurt, and so I allowed that, but we as parents should know our children better than any other parent. Another child wasn't able to do it, but I knew mine could, but I knew my child because she was my daughter, so interesting, isn't it? And God, how well does God know us as his children? He knows we're different. He knows we're all different, and he made us. He created us. So he knows what we're capable of. He created us for a purpose. Do you realize that? He created each one of us for a specific purpose. And my heart is is that you find the purpose, and you get so passionate about that purpose that you just cannot let up. You can't let it go because you know God created you for a purpose. God created me for a purpose. People say, how do you do it? I'm like, how can I not? How can I not do what I'm doing because God created me for this? So I have to do what God created me to do or, you know, I would be letting him down. I'd be letting me down and I'd be letting those people that he wants me to inspire, encourage, or just help in, a, in any given time. <sighs> Somebody needed to hear that. That wasn't part of the program. <laughs> I love that when that happens. Thank you, Holy Spirit. How long should we spend on this step? That depends on our deadline and on understanding our own personality. This is determining the alternatives. How long do we stay in this process? That depends, doesn't it? Depends on how much time you have and, and how soon this decision needs to be made because sometimes we have to, we are, we're on a timeline. We're on a time limit. Some of us might be tempted to cut short this stage in the interest of reaching closure as soon as possible. This can be a problem if we don't have enough options to pick a good one. That's so wise there. I mean, did you hear that? That is so wise. Others might be tempted to continue to this in this stage for too long. You can hang out there too long. out of, And it's out of fear that the perfect solution will be missed. This too can be a problem if we put off a decision too long and perhaps miss the deadline. I have an opportunity right now to possibly acquisition another company. And I'm hesitating because I'm not sure how to get through the process. So I'm hesitating. I could lose this opportunity so I'm wondering why I'm hesitating. So I'm asking myself, why am I hesitating? Well, part of it is I don't have enough information. But I'm not going after the information. So what that, what's that telling me? I'm actually not pursuing the information like I should. I feel like I don't have the right staff around me to help me with this decision on how to make it work. And so I'm feeling a little bit frustrated. Okay, so what part am I playing in that? How do I make this decision work? Interesting. Interesting. You're listening to The Sue Free Show. Thank you so much for joining in today. I would love it if you would share others. Share the show with others. Share the podcast with others. Connect with me. Please connect with me. I want to hear from you. Connect with me about if you need resources. Connect with me if you need prayer. Connect with me. Just please connect with me. At some point, we have to decide we have enough options and move on to the step. So that was number four. Now, number five. We need to be deliberate. Weigh the options, make lists of pros and cons for each one, weed out the worst ideas, and carefully examine the best ones. Okay, 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 I get it. I'm going to do this. When I get done with this show, I'm going to sit down with a piece of paper, and I'm actually going to do what I'm talking about right now. Because there's those that talk about it, and there's those that do it. There's another lesson for you. I normally don't talk about what I'm doing until it's done, or at least midway through, because I don't want to be a talker. I want to be a doer. It's like actions speak louder than words in the love life, in in our relationships. It's so true. Actions speak louder than words. So be deliberate. Be real. Be honest about what's going on in yourself, with the other person. Not always easy conversations, that is for sure. But they're conversations that need to happen if you desire to have a closer, more intimate relationship. You need to have these decision uh, conversations because you need to know what direction you're going and you want to know that both people are on board. Not always is that the case. And it's sad, but it's better to know sooner than later, isn't it? So being deliberate, weighing the options, this is a principle that Jesus Christ advised his followers to apply. For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not sit down first and count the cost? Whether he has enough to finish it. That's Luke fourteen twenty eight. That's a scripture right from the Bible whether deciding to commit our lives to god in baptism or to remodel our kitchen we need to count the cost and weigh the options a prudent man foresees evil and hides himself but the simple pass on and are punished that's proverbs 22:3 this process of deliberating counting costs and foreseeing future dangers and opportunities should prepare us for the next step you got it the next step decide make a decision Sometimes that's tough because once you make the decision, you have, to, you have to do it, right? Oh, I'm skipping. Okay, so decide. With all the research and preparation, this part should be easier. Another prayer for guidance and additional consultation with advisors can give us the confidence to make a wise choice. And then we need to do it. Just do it, Nike says. Just do it. So number seven is do. I'm a doer. Are you a doer? Do you get her done? are you a doer take action don't dilly-dally oh my gosh those are my words <laughs> don't dilly-dally but implement your decision decisively if we have followed these steps carefully and put the decision into practice diligently we will likely be happy with the results god gives this encouragement to those who seek his will and follow his way are you ready it's hebrews 13:5-6 do you know the scripture I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Should I say it again? I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Hebrews 13, 5, 6. When we make a decision to follow God's way and his law, we don't have to look back. But with a physical decision that isn't a matter of right and wrong, it is not bad to reassess the choice when necessary in a just course. Doing so can be a good decision, too. This is really good. I'm so glad we had this today because this has been helpful for me. I don't know what you're thinking, but for me, this has been very helpful. And I've actually, like I said before I started, I have three very, very big decisions to make today. And I am going to follow what I said, what I read, and this wasn't, you know, I didn't come up with this, although I do these things all the time. Um, It's Decision Making, Seven Steps for Making Good Christian Choices by Mike Bennett. I want to give credit where credit is due. It's not my article. But it is very good, and I totally uh, agree with all of it. So what has been happening with Sue Freeze? I'm just going to fill you in on some things that have been happening. Um. I'm in a performance group and I've been performing um, with Steven and it's been very fun. We're not at the same level uh, dance wise, but what's really fun is watching our dynamics on how we deal with that. And it's really interesting in relationships to uh, in, in dance, there's a lead and there's a follow and a life lesson there is are is one person always leading and one person always following. And this weekend I was talking about that with Steven because there are some times where I take the lead because maybe it's a gift that I'm better at. And there's not a problem with that. It doesn't make me not a submissive woman uh, and it doesn't make him head or leader. It just means that we are in this together. It's a partnership. So we have to look at each other's gifts because we are different and we were made unique and, and, and different and special. And there's nothing wrong with that. We have to celebrate the differences and understand that it's not an ego test or, you know, a strength test. It is who's better at this, who can do this better, and let that person thrive where they are, are purposed to thrive. And it's a wonderful thing. And in dance, it's very much that way. And sometimes, you know, the leader will lead the follower out, but then the follower can embellish that and make it even better. And isn't that true in our relationships, in our life? Don't we want somebody that is making us or or helping us to try to be a better person? I think that's really a good relationship when you can talk freely, be honest about whatever it is concerning you or worrying you or your fears. You can be vulnerable and intimate with this person and understand that that person still cares about you, still loves you, uh, and still desires to have this close relationship with you. It's a wonderful place to be, and I I highly, um, I hope everybody gets to experience that. I'm going to read from Jesus Calling, Enjoying Peace in His Presence by Sarah Young. Uh, this I read very often, and people are saying they're buying the book. No, I don't have stock in the book. Uh, but I love this book. It's a great book. And it says, For today, worship me only. Whatever occupies your mind, the most becomes your God. Worries, if indulged, develop into idols. Anxiety gains a life of its own. Infesting your mind, break free from this bondage by affirming your trust in me and refreshing yourself in my presence. What goes on in your mind is invisible, undetectable to other people. But I read your thoughts continually, searching for evidence of trust in me. He hears your thoughts. He reads your thoughts. I rejoice when your mind turns towards me. Guard your thoughts diligently. Good thought choices will keep you close to me. That is so true. You know, on my, on my Sufri site, I have the I am's. The I am's are who God says you are. I am a servant. I am an ambassador of Christ. I am forgiven. There are, there are three pages of I am's. They are free. You can go there. You can download them. And I recommend that you read them daily, morning and night, and it will change you. It'll change your life. You will be transformed by the renewing of your mind and that's what these IAMS can do for you. I also have some videos that you can go on, you can click on, it's a second tile on the Sufri site, and if you click on that, there's videos that walk you through another process that can help you. But if you want the free things, they're there for you. There's also videos there. There's a video where I'm uh, riding a unicycle and I'm talking about the five love languages. There's another one where I'm on a Harley, and I'm talking about an accident I happened. I, I was in, and I almost was killed, a semi and I, and you know, you can guess who, who would have won that if it continued. But the semi almost ran me over. And um, I talk about getting back up and getting back on because there are times in our lives we have to do that. We just have to get back up, get back on. So there's two scriptures on this book and it says he will have no fear of bad news his heart is steadfast trusting in the Lord Psalm 112:7 No fear of bad news Do you have no fear of bad news When I was a child I talked like a child I thought like a child I reasoned like a child When I became a man or a woman I put childish ways behind me 1 Corinthians 13:11 Ask yourself are you thinking acting being like a child or are you acting being talking like an adult sometimes i see people and i experience people their reactions to things in a restaurant or at a grocery store and i watch how people treat other people and i'm saddened by their their lack of caring about their words it could be a mother and a child and watching this mother and how he's she's treating her child, I just, I I want to, I want to get in there and shake her up a little bit. I just want to let her know that this is a gift and it's a blessing from God. And she's looking at it or acting like this child is the problem. And it just saddens me. And I just want to take that baby away from her. I do. I so badly want to take that baby away from her and just give that baby some love and care. Um That's not always possible, right? I could get put in jail for that. But I really, really sometimes just want to snatch that baby up and take it home and and love it because babies are so wonderful. Children are so wonderful. And we are called to love our children. And God loves us because we are his children. Please connect with me on the Free site. I really, really, really want to connect with you. I really do. Uh, Another thing that's happening with me is the ministry house that I've talked to some of you that listen on a regular basis. And, you know, the contractor left. Now the contractor's reappeared. He hasn't come out yet. I hired another contractor throughout the back and uh, couldn't come this last weekend. Um, So I've still there's a reason why this. Ministry house is not getting done in the time frame in in which I thought it would. (laughs) And I know there's a reason why, and it's going to become very clear to me. I'm documenting every single thing that's going on with this house because there's so many amazing God moments in this whole procedure. It's just so amazing. I can't even believe it. Um, We have new – oh, my my younger sister just donated her daughter, who's now – uh, 11, um, a whole bedroom set that she says, Sue, I was going to sell it and take the money and do something with but I just feel so good. I feel like I'm supposed to do this and and so uh, my son got the trailer and drove it to her house and they unloaded the garage into the trailer and then he brought it up to the house and we, we put all the things, well he did by himself actually, and he took everything out of the trailer and, and stuck it in the house. Then we were garage selling on um, Saturday And I told this lady about um, this place, and she gave me all the baby stuff. I said, I don't even know what age is. She goes, I don't know. Just take it. I just know you're supposed to do that. So do me a favor. Share the show. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you. Until next week. Bye-bye.
1: E.C.O.L.A. has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. E.C.O.L.A. keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way. And their termite control is legendary. So call E.C.O.L.A. today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. Ecola, powerful pest control services, as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS.